So Tennessee taxpayers spend around $11 billion a year on K-12 education. And unfortunately, only around 53% of that is actually making it into the classroom. That is around 7% less than the national average. Now, 7% might not seem like a lot, but when you're talking about $11 billion, that means there's hundreds of millions of dollars that should be going to the classroom, but is getting siphoned off somewhere else. Hello, everyone. I'm Brandon Lewis, founder of the Tennessee Conservative. Today, we are joined by Jason Edmonds, who serves as the research associate at the Beacon Center of Tennessee. In his role, Jason supports Beacon's legislative agenda through researching economic development, educational issues, and local governments. Before joining Beacon, he spent time on numerous political campaigns around the country at all levels of public office, including work on the advancement team for a 2016 presidential candidate. Jason received his Bachelor of Science in Business Administration and Management and his Master's of Organizational Leadership from Williamson College. In his spare time, he enjoys golfing, traveling, and woodworking. Jason, welcome to the program, buddy. Thanks for being here. Thank you for that introduction, and thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk about some recent findings we found in Tennessee Education Spending. Yes, well, let's talk about it. So, uh, I took a look at the recent report uh, that the Beacon Center put out on educational spending, and it's it's eye-opening, but not surprising. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like if you know that there's a bad part of of town where people often have wrecks that the city needs to fix, and like there's another wreck there, and you're like, oh, it's not surprising that the wreck is there. Surprising that the city hasn't fixed it. So education is you know kind of like that wreck. Uh, in Tennessee right now, and it's gotten a lot worse in the last 18 months. Uh, first, uh, how informed are Tennesseans about how much money is being spent per pupil and and actually where the money is 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 going or, or how much is being spent rather compared to what the government reports? I mean, you found some uh, differences there. Uh, talk about those two two issues. Yeah, so we found not just in Tennessee, but nationally, there is a huge disconnect on what people believe is actually being spent on education per student versus what is actually being spent. So the state itself reports that around $10,000 per student is being spent. But in a recent 2020 survey of parents with school-aged children, they believed it was only around $2,000 per student. So, but even with that state number of around $10,000, we looked deeper into that data and it didn't include every single, what we would call relevant categories because these are taxpayer dollars being spent on this, but it didn't include any debt services that were being spent by the school districts or, or systems. It didn't include community services or capital outlay or capital projects. So when we factored that in there, we found the true actual cost per student in Tennessee is $11,391, which is well above what the average parent believes it is, and it's 14% above what the actual state reports is. is. Crazy that a uh, independent think tank has to do what the state want, won't when the state derives all of its income and the people working for it derive all their income from the taxpayers. You think they'd be like, oh, look at these nice people that have given us jobs Maybe if we're assigned a job of figuring out how much spending there is, maybe we could actually do our homework enough to, to put the numbers together correctly. But then again, looking at the recent TCAP math scores, if they came through Tennessee Public Education, their math may just be, maybe their math skills are just real rusty. And I, I would say go back to school, but in Tennessee, sadly, that would not help you. It'd probably just actually hurt you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, 
mis misappropriated, what I would call misappropriated funds. Uh, tell our audience about how much funding in Tennessee education actually makes it to the classroom and where the rest of the money is, is going. Yeah, so Tennessee taxpayers spend around $11 billion a year on K-12 education. And unfortunately, only around 53% of that is actually making it into the classroom, which that is around 7% less than the national average. Now, 7% might not seem like a lot, but when you're talking about $11 billion, that means there's hundreds of millions of dollars that should be going to the classroom, but is getting siphoned off somewhere else. And we found in the report that a lot of that is because of administrative growth with since 2012, it's grown around 33%, far outpacing enrollments, extra funding, inflation. So we really need to tackle that administrative bureaucracy before we can even talk about more educational funding because it's really not making it into the classroom at the moment. Mm, 40 years, 40 years we've been here. We just had a little bit more money. Oh, boys, boys and girls, I tell you what, we're so close to teaching your kids to read and write. I mean, we're this, we're, we're just like, you know, we are a frog's hair away from actually doing some of our job, just barely kind of being mediocre. We're really close to kind of every year, 40 years, and we just keep dumping money into it. And it, it, number one, it, doesn't, it, it does not work. I would say it doesn't seem to work. We can look at the numbers and tell it doesn't work. But not only that, um, when we do give them extra money, they just spend it on themselves and they don't spend it on the kids. Uh, so there's this uh, very odd occurrence in Tennessee classrooms, like you mentioned, regarding the trajectory of enrolled students, uh, classroom teachers, principals, and vice principals. Talk about this, this perplexing trend. If we're trying to fix things with the kids, but the money's not going to the kids, it's really going to a couple of administrative roles. What roles are they? And you know, how does the spending uh, that is going to teacher salary compare to all this administrative spending? So we found since 2012, there's been about a 5% enrollment uh, increase in Tennessee. Now, one would assume that that would mean that there'd be around a 5% increase in classroom teachers, or at least it would stay the same so that it would accommodate those extra kids. Unfortunately, that hasn't been the case. We've actually seen a 3% decrease in classroom teacher positions. And on the other hand, we've seen a 24% increase in administrative positions, notably vice principals. They've just had an explosion and their growth at the expense of students and teachers. So it's odd. Well, it's not odd. It's <clears throat> what you might expect. My daughter goes to a little private Christian school. Tuition's about $6,500 a year. Class size is about eight kids. Those teachers can spend all the time with those kids. They know them well. They know their learning uh, struggles. They know where they excel. Uh, they can manage them behaviorally. Uh, and it's like 50% is expensive. I think they've got like maybe for the entire school, and this is grades uh, K through six, they've got a principal and they got like maybe, I think like maybe two ladies that help out in the office. And I don't think they're full-time. And they've got a few folks that do specialty things like PE and art. And that's it. And those kids can read, they can write, they can tell you about um, you know, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and it is a fantastic experience. And here I watch, uh, you know, the, where we're currently districted for, I can't send my kids to those schools. They're dangerous, and they don't learn anything, and they probably learn bad things. It's been eight hours a day learning something awful instead of something uplifting and helpful. Um, talk a little bit, and this is not something I put on the outline, but I know that y'all have worked with this and about, um, what are you hearing as you talk to people across the state since you're working in this? 
about the school choice conversation, because I think the last 18 months have really shown us that maybe it's time to give parents and children alternatives other than the current system, because it seems rather broken. Absolutely. I mean, the last 18 months has just been explosive in the amount of people that are are just getting interested in school choice. And a lot of parents that were, were just fine with, with the public school system before have, have definitely changed their tune on it because they're seeing what the public school system did where they closed their doors and the parents were kind of left out in the cold with, with their students. And they, they've uh, had to find ways to, to teach their kids on themselves. Homeschooling across the country has just seen an explosive rise. Uh, pods and micro schools, these innovative, tiny little uh, education models have just continued to, to rise. And, and school choice is definitely what we've ad advocated for for such a long time, where parents should have a, a voice in their child's education. So those, those dollars should really follow the student. It shouldn't go to the district or, or the system. It should fund the students. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Do share this, guys. Uh, you know, Facebook tends to, um, uh, tends to suppress conservative content. Perish the thought. They do. And so if you will, if you go um, and, and share this, it really helps us uh, fight against that. And also, guys, it costs a lot of money to run this organization. I just get it out of my own hip pocket. I don't make any money doing this. I've got another job that I do. And so if you go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support and you give any amount, and I need your money. I'm not going to soft pedal it here. we got reporters to pay, uh, subscribers to acquire. Uh, if you go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, I'll give you two proud Tennessee conservative bumper stickers. If you've given before, give again. Give monthly. Really helps. I don't care if it's five bucks. Uh, and when you do that, uh, you'll also get our handy-dandy directory. We'll send you this uh, fantastic directory so you can contact your legislators when very important things like CRT and masking are being taught in our schools. We need to stop it. And when we have lawless executive orders. And if you get $50 or more, you will get this proud Tennessee conservative mug. This thing has magical properties, I promise. Some of you watch this on Facebook, but you do not subscribe to our newsletter, which to me is a is a heinous uh, crime against conservatism because you never know. They could shut us down at any moment. So please do go to, to uh, TennesseeConservativeNews.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We'll send you an email, an occasional text. Maybe once a week you'll get a text, and it's typically an interview or some kind of like, hey, you need to call somebody. If I hear something and it's really important, I may text you and say, hey, Make a phone call if you care about your freedom and your liberty. So that may happen too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the point of education is not to build a bunch of government facilities and employ a bunch of government employees. The, the purpose of education is to, to prepare your, the children for life. Uh, and, and to me, prepare them uh, for life in the things that are, are universally accepted and, and appropriate, not things like critical race theory and all this gender mess. I mean, if, if the kids can't, I could even be a little bit of understanding if, if the public schools uh, taught the kids to read and write. We looked at the recent TCAP scores that came out, which I'm sure that y'all looked at. Uh, it's like, it used to be that they were, they were jumping up and down, that they got one-third of kids to read kind of at grade level. That, that on track is a little fishy to me. On track, what does that mean? It's a little fishy, 33%. Now it's back down to 25%, which is where it was, I think, a few years ago. And then you look at that little column that's never reported on the right-hand side of the TCAP scores called mastery. That's when you actually know what the hell you're doing in a subject, and it's like 2%. I think there's one grade that's 8%. That seems like an anomaly that needs to be checked out. But it's the numbers 
uh, for the test scores. And I'm not talking, I don't think testing is the end all be all, but for things like English language arts, you can give somebody a test and say, what, what's your reading comprehension? Can, do you, you just read these, this, this paragraph or two, what did it say? And when you have four things and you can't pick the thing that it said, that's a reading comprehension issue. And so what were the Beacon Center's thoughts when these, uh, when Penny Schwinn, who's, I mean, just doing a bang up job over there, just fantastic, really about all about parents' rights. Uh, what did the Beacon Center think when those numbers came up and they were just so awful? Well, it's really unfortunate that students in Tennessee really are not being able to, to be on grade level with, with really basic reading and writing. And it's doubly unfortunate when Tennessee taxpayers are putting more and more into this education system. But as the report shows, the, those dollars really are not going to help those students learn more. So we really need to focus on this administrative blow and this problem before we can even talk about, you know, fund, funding more and more to help these students. Because as we can see in the report, it's just not working. No, it is not working. Um, so finally, let's let's talk about the pace of pay increasing uh, pay increases rather uh, per role. Uh, and again, in Tennessee schools, most people probably think when there is a uh, tax increase or when there is a, a funding increase in education that it probably goes in the classroom. When you think classroom, you think you know books and and curriculum, and, and you think teachers, like the people that are actually teaching the kids. Uh, where did this money end up? On, on the roll side for pay increases? Well, it seems like every year or two, we hear about the, the state allocating more funds to teacher raises. And on one hand, that is true, but it seems to get lost kind of on the way to the classroom. And we saw after inflation since 2012, teachers have actually had a pay decrease of one and a half percent. But on the other side, administrators, notably superintendents, oh, well, they're getting an eight and a half percent increase, right? So it seems like the funding, the legislators are putting it more and more to go to teachers and go to help our students, but it's getting siphoned off along the way to go to administrative bloat and salaries. Well, it's amazing. Uh, you know, the government does not do a lot of simple things. Well, they try to deliver the mail and they lose money every year at this horrendous rate while UPS and FedEx make a profit. Uh, they you know, go to the DMV, go to the Social Security office, see what that is like. And that's just processing very simple uniform papers. And when you give the government the task of educating your children, which is a very complex, long 13-year project, I don't think people should be surprised when they fail at it. If they can't do the simple repetitive things very well, uh, they're likely not going to be able to do the complex lengthy things uh, well that aren't very uniform. So uh, I appreciate you coming here. I'll let you have the last word. Is there anything else that you're seeing um, in Tennessee revolving around the education discussion that you think our readers or watchers should know about? Yeah, well, thank you again for having me. And I do want to mention that this is actually our third report on education funding. And unfortunately, we see a trend that just continues of, you know, the, the school system funding is growing, but the administrative funding side is growing much faster than that. And it's at the expense of students and teachers. So should Tennessee kind of 
solve the problem just by adding more education funds? Absolutely not. It will just get siphoned off to the administrators. So if Tennessee would kind of move away from the system-based funding system that we have now, it's more of a student-based funding system, it will increase transparency and flexibility and really give parents a voice on where their education funds are going and to help their students and children succeed. Well, let me ask you, you didn't expect this, but I'm going to throw this one out there. I've got my opinion, so I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but I'm going to give, I'm going to give you my Brandon Lewis's opinion because school choice is a big hot button issue. My probably, probably my number one issue, to be honest. Like I think the, the biggest, if we're spending the most money in Tennessee government uh, on this uh, education, education of our children, we probably ought to get that right. That ought to be a good thing. I mean, if we're spending most of the money, that's the one thing we ought to be able to look at and go, we're doing this really well. What is the biggest obstacle? to getting real school choice, not this, if you're economically disadvantaged in a handful of counties and if your hair is the right color and if you live in the right zip code and if your mom drives the right car and if you earn the right money, but just we're going to give you educational choice regardless of your circumstance because that's the right thing to do and it's the taxpayer's money, it's not the teacher's union, it's not the government's money. What do you see as like this, what, what's keeping school choice uh, when we have a Republican supermajority and everybody professes to really want to give school choice options to people, what's keeping that thing from becoming a reality? I don't know if I could pin it on like a silver bullet that would make it, you know, possible tomorrow. Um, on one hand, I do think it is a, a cultural uh, discussion that needs to take place because even on the Republican side, there are a lot that see school choice as something that takes away from the public education system. And even if they have an R by their name, they're not gonna support school choice. The second I would have to say is getting away from the system-based funding model that we do have at the moment and make children the focus of the education model um, of, the, of the funding, I mean. Well, I think there's gonna be some school choice pushes in, in the legislative session uh, that are coming up. And at the Tennessee Conservative, we watch those committee and subcommittee meetings and it becomes very apparent uh, who ran as a Republican because that's the way their district was drawn and they would have ran as a Whig party or communist or socialist or, or the People's Republic of Budapest party. They just run as anything. That's just how the district was drawn. And so they just, they just get elected. And then, then you watch all this good legislation about school choice get killed and chopped up and, and minimized in committee and subcommittee. And we're going to really be reporting on that. And sometimes we have to name names. For example, Todd Gardenhire is our uh, state senator. He killed school choice here in Hamilton County when it came through. We got taken out, even though our schools are such poor performers, it really boggles the mind. Um, it, and to, to, to me, keeping a kid for 13 years and them not being able to read or write functionally is a it is a legislative and a legal failing and it is a government failing, but to me, it's a moral failing. And because uh, I used to, I taught Millard Mott technical uh, classes just for a very short period of time for about two years after I got my MBA. And I was teaching things like marketing or, or, or business operations and they couldn't write a sentence with a correct sentence with punctuation. They couldn't write a beginning paragraph, three supporting paragraphs, and a concluding paragraphs. And these are people that came right out of Hamilton County School that were in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I thought to myself, here I am trying to do something and, and help you, but you do not have the fundamental skills. I, we would have to put you in some kind of remedial math and English language arts class for about two or three years, bring you up to speed, and then maybe you could come back to this class. It's too late for you to get any real value out of this situation because your basics are so poor. 
Um, so you just see that stuff and it, and it breaks my heart. What do you think you're going to see coming down the pike? Uh, have you heard anything? Have you heard about any bills being sponsored or legislation being pushed? I know we've got this uh, school choice that we, what well, was pretty weak school choice to begin with, better than nothing, but pretty weak. It's already sitting at the Tennessee Supreme Court. Um, do you know anything about what might be coming down the pike uh, legislatively, or do you think they're just going to hang out and wait for that court decision? Um, I, I can't really comment on what would be coming down. I don't have the those aren't the conversations that I'm involved in. I'm definitely on the data side, but I, I definitely would like to say, see that there would be some school choice legislation coming down to definitely return some of the, the power that the education system holds to return that to the parents so that Tennessee students do have uh, the ability to get the education that fits them the best. Very good. Well, let me ask you uh, one final question. If somebody wanted to find out more about what the Beacon Center does, what you do, uh, you do a lot of good work. Uh, Y'all aren't as aggressive as I am. I don't blame you. It's just, you know, it's, it's, you, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. I don't have to try to shepherd legislation through. So I can be a little bit, I can be a little bit more direct. Uh, so you don't necessarily have that, have that, uh, have that benefit, but how would folks find out about the, uh, getting in touch to be considered helping you, uh, events, uh, you know, information, anything like that? Yeah, well, all, all of our information can be found at our website at beacontn.org. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So you can follow us on there to kind of keep in touch. But uh, yeah, we're there. So just go into that massive search engine and type in uh, Beacon Center of Tennessee and various social media platforms and or websites will come up and uh, you can do that. Hey, buddy, if you ever have another piece of, of um of reporting like this. I mean, that's what it is, really. It's just, it's a white paper. You can call it a different name. Uh, and I would recommend that people go to Beacon Center's uh, website and look at this report. Uh, where would they find it, that report specifically on your website, and what's it called? So on our website, we have a research tab up there. You click on that, and the title of the report is a little less conversation, a lot more spending. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, Jason, it's been uh, great having you on here. And if you ever have anything that's, that's coming down the pike, we run a lot of the stuff that y'all send out um, at basically just like it is because I want people to, to connect uh, to conservative organizations that are doing good legislative work and y'all are. Uh, feel free to reach out. We'll have you on again. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. All right, guys. I'm Brandon Lewis here with Tennessee Conservative News. And uh, if you have not yet subscribed to our newsletter, uh, go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and hit that subscribe button. Uh, we send out uh, daily emails and sometimes a little bit more if we have hot button issues or interviews that we think that you need to see like this one here. Until next time, I'm Brandon Lewis signing off.